Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hat smiley face. Hello and welcome everyone to another exciting bonus episode of Two Bulls in a China Shop. Come on into the shop. Join us. We got a special guest today sean from philadelphia and uh we're rip roaring to go how you doing kyle how you doing sean i'm good sean doing all right it's been a weird morning we got a great great bonus episode for you today as always folks we love it when you reach out uh let us know how we're doing what you're loving what you're hating maybe maybe got hot stock tips maybe you need hot stock tips uh you can hit us up on facebook twitter TikTok now, we got Discord. You can email us two bulls at financialineptitude.com or maybe give us a phone call, 725-22-BULLS. Just reach out. We love it. And and now let's get to that exciting, exciting action. Sean. Yo. No. <laughs> I said yo. <laughs> yo. Positive yo. <laughs> yo, cut uh. it. Um yeah, Beck loser. Let's introduce you to the, the China shop here. Tell us, how did you get started in investing? Like, when did you make that uh, move from I'm just working and paying bills to, you know, I want to start putting this money and growing it somewhere? Well, uh, the, the important thing to point out at the beginning is that I spent at least 10 years, I haven't counted it up exactly, but at least 10 years on SNAP benefits there in Portland, Oregon, before moving out here to Philadelphia, where I've been uh, bootstrapping it the whole time without, well, this is a year of big time government assistance, I'll admit that. I've uh, been leeching on that real good. Uh, And that actually really, (laughs) like many people, kind of kick-started a little bit of my retail investing, my my Bitcoin and my uh, Robinhood. Um, not enough because I've could have made a lot more if I had put more in. But you know, cash is king. You, uh, you just got to make a balance and decide what how much cash do you want on <laughs> hand, how much do you want in the market, how do you want to do it. And Portland is where I began because my goal was to buy a house in Philadelphia because uh, I had already lost all the opportunities in uh, Portland, and um, it was I just knew it was o- it was over for me being on Snap. I, I it was time to move on from that. Like I don't know, kind of dreamy anarchist artist lifestyle that i've been mastering for so long and i'm still all for the anarchism and the arts but i just can't go broke all the time i'm not going to do that anymore yeah (laughs) (laughs) i know the feeling i know that feeling what is snap uh, exactly that's food stamps Oh, oh okay gotcha so it was, you got it because it was a help, but then and it was just kind of what, what uh, a, I think you cut out. But anyway, I think to answer what you're trying to ask is because I reported my actual income all the, all the time and I always qualified. So that was why. <laughs> and it got me health care. I mean, Oregon was really good. I got health care there, took care of all, all that kind of stuff. That good progressive stuff that Pennsylvania doesn't quite offer. Uh, at least it's harder to access. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I could use some of that sweet health care, but I don't need the food stamps anymore. (laughs) (laughs) 
What, what made you want to go back to Philadelphia? It's funny you put it going back. For me, it's, I mean, that is kind of the term going back east or out west, right? My parents went out west. Mm-hmm. When they were, you know, in their 20s and uh, they, I don't keep a secret of this, they met in Scientology out on the West Coast and that was a a thing, (laughs) whole thing, whole story about my life Mm -hmm. that doesn't have to be included in this. (laughs) But I'll tell you what, Scientology gives you a weird relationship to money uh, from the get, at the beginning of life. Like it's all about money, you know, money to go up the bridge. So there's always this focus on money, but my parents didn't have any, they didn't know how to manage money. So I have completely figured out how to learn man- learn to manage money on my own and now I'm helping my dad. I got him to move his his annuity investment which is just a losing investment. You're always losing on it. Right. And I said, "Look, you got to put this into your own portfolio and you got to get some Bitcoin." And uh I the timing was pretty good on the Bitcoin. So, I've done well to him for him. And I hope to keep giving him good picks. Like I told him get QuantumScape. <laughs> nice. Good timing on that. Fairly good timing. He was late. He doesn't see my emails fast enough, I tell you what. <laughs> Is QuantumScape the one that just spiked up uh, real high, then like bottomed out again? It, it ran up over 100 bucks and dropped. It's down in like the 50s now. Yeah, if I had bought more of it, I would have crushed it with QuantumScape. But I, you know, I'm, I'm new at this. I'm doing pretty well with it. But uh, getting the timing of these things, it takes a lot of attention. But anyway, going back yeah. to, uh, we'll come back to that, I'm sure. So yeah. c- going back to the story, West Coast, raised out there, went back east because Portland got too expensive. The whole California got too expensive. My girlfriend at the time wanted to be closer to family. But I have Pennsylvania heritage. She had New York heritage. We compromised on Philly as a place where we could actually figure we could make a living, buy a house, and do these kinds of things. But our relationship dissolved. I'm stuck here trying to now move into the country. That's my next step is to sell this house, <laughs> get into the country. Now, yeah, me too. buying the house, mm-hmm. there's a hundred ways. Everything's in retrospect, right? When nobody teaches you how to invest, every th- you, you kick yourself in the ass every time you could have made more money, right? Not yeah. that you lost. Oh, you're yeah. like, ah, I could have made more on it. I was saving for my house in Portland and I had good rent. We had a good deal. So I was actually able to save uh, at least 250 a month, 250 bucks a month. Uh, yeah. And for most people, that's fantastic. If if you can get 250 bucks a month saved and investing every month, you can get rich. You can straight up just get rich. And it's simple. <laughs> it's actually pretty simple. But uh, mm-hmm. 250 bucks is what you got to, you know, you got to get in that range before you're really doing anything with it. But if I had saved it in yeah. Bitcoin throughout that time that I was saving in 2016, it would have, I could have quadrupled the money. If yeah. I didn't even save it in an IRA. I could have gotten a tax break for that savings mm-hmm. period. I was just putting it in a savings account. That's what the really unsophisticated you know, person does. They just put it in a savings account. That, that's, not, that's not investing. It's saving. And you got to start there. But if I had been investing while saving, I could have had the down payment plus a little extra at the end, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just stick it in a savings account. Then you're just fighting inflation and you're never going to win that with a savings never. account interest rate. Never. Dude, we're lucky we even have positive balances anymore. It's like Europe's on negative balances. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely something I push on the show all the time is don't waste your time with the savings account. It's too easy to get involved in a stable average fund. You know, even if you don't want to be risky, you can just go with the the S&P 500. Just stick with it. You're going to be okay, and it'll be way more than a savings account. Yeah, straight up. That year, if I had just put it all like in a S&P ETF, I would have easily probably done 25% plus some dividends. You make more money. And the thing is, too, with like TD Ameritrade, they even offer like checking accounts on your 
on your portfolio. So like you can use that as your so savings account. If you need it right as, then, they can know, deliver it. Yeah. Yeah, same with Robinhood. Yep. It's a debit card. Oh, there you go. Oh wow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no excuse to be in banks anymore. So Take maybe that, that's why banks. we shouldn't have bet on Bank of America. Yeah, well, I mean they are banks technically, but yeah, Bank of America. It's amazing that their stock is. I feel like these these traditional banks are going to start struggling. Uh, they're not on the chopping block yet, but Cash App and Robinhood. It's amazing the the options now. It's just like a revolution over the last five years. Hey, speaking of options, do you play any of those? I don't mess with that. I don't. <laughs> it scares me. Yeah, it's not investing, as we've said. It's, it's just straight up yeah, gambling. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. It is. <laughs> and I got gambling karma <laughs> in my blood, my family, and I think it's it's dangerous for me to attempt it. It's every time I I just I just don't do it. I woke up this morning. I don't blame you. And and I saw the re- the results of the UFC fight with Conor McGregor. And I turned to Jen and I said, this is how you know options gets my gambling fix. I didn't put any money on that fight. I didn't even know that fight was happening. I said the same thing this morning to myself. I was looking at that. I was like, man, I probably would have bet Portier with those kind of odds. Yeah. Was that a huge... Was, McGregor was supposed to win that, right? Yes, he was. Oh, yeah. I, I think he, the, it, was six, it was six to one, the payout for uh, Portier to win by knockout. And wow. Kyle knows, knows me and my gambling enough. To, I love that kind of setup where you've got the underdog, a big payout. And, and yeah, I love to bet on that underdog for that big win. I'm like, oh, I'll put a hundred bucks on, on the, mm-hmm. on Conor McGregor losing, but I haven't even been looking. I haven't even been looking at like, oh, the fights or the, the, any, anything. Yeah. I'm, I'm just so focused on, oh, oh, how's AstraZeneca doing? How did you aftermarket? I got options. <laughs> and a dog in the fight. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, I have a few dogs in the fight for long positions. I just don't, um, and I lost one of my long positions on a stop loss. Uh, uh, that was frustrating. But I feel Which I one? should t- Ford. Ford. I. Oh, I, okay. I, I feel like I should finish how I got into it, and then we we should just be free to talk about yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep all going. The picks and all the random stuff. <laughs> um, so I get to Philadelphia, and uh, I didn't have any education about investing. Right, I, everything's sitting in a savings account, making point two percent. Right, mm-hmm. and I'm just excited. I'm going to buy a house because guess what? I got a house for seventy seven thousand dollars, and it's already appreciating. And uh, I put sweat equity into it, my blood, sweat, and tears into the actual labor and materials, uh, landlording, all that stuff. So it's worked out fairly well so far. Uh, knock on wood that it everything goes well this year but i get the house and that's when i start looking at stocks and stuff and i start with cash app because joe rogan said it was the easiest way to buy and sell bitcoin <laughs> so, yeah i've uh, you have to tell me about uh, cash cash app i don't know about it yeah I've never everybody loves it. cash app i tell you like everybody wants to pay their rent on cash app that's lived here every single person is preferred cash app to so it seems to be very popular a lot of people are using it and it is getting to be a substantial investment app but it's but i i don't recommend it except for buying bitcoin because at first you would buy it and it was like robin hood you don't actually own any bitcoin you just own a security value of bitcoin and it always is going to be transferred back to a dollar that's not what i want i want actual i want to hold the bitcoin i want to own the bitcoin i want the keys to the kingdom of bitcoin so yeah i start with cash app though and I'm just kind of flipping it, and it's in the three to four thousand range. And I'm just kind of flipping five, ten bucks back and forth, just to kind of get used to it, which has been my whole mm-hmm. 
system this whole time, just tiny amounts of money to get a feel for the market. And and then it shoots up, it doubles, and I'm just kicking myself the ass because I just sold, you know, I didn't hold. This has been the, the lesson for over and over, and I'm getting better at it now. You got to hold some. You can flip some and hold some. Yeah. So Cash App, and now with Cash App, you can buy stocks, and they introduced the whole fractional idea that you buy mm-hmm. fractions of a stock, which is handy. Not my preferred way. I'd rather have a whole share, but... That's what I do on Robinhood with my long terms. Uh, I get, uh, I, I finally sold some, some lands that I had and, uh, I get, I get a monthly check from that cause I carried the loan and, uh, for the guy and I put it straight into my, my long-term, uh, my e- group of ETFs and, and I can just chop up that into specific dollar amounts and it makes it really easy. Uh, I'm always able to balance it, you know. It, it, uh, because of the fractional shares, if I was having to buy whole shares, you know, some of these ETFs, you know, they're they're they cost more than the whole check I get. So, <laughs> yeah, some of these, I mean, Berkshire Hathaway is three hundred grand. So, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting a share of that ever. Maybe someday. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm doing Cash App just for Bitcoin, and then I start doing Robinhood around the same time. And first, I'm I'm up like 20% with Robinhood, my first 200 bucks. And I'm just putting 25, 50 bucks at a time in, into these accounts. And yeah. uh, and I'm up like 20%, but then it starts sinking. It starts sinking bad because Bitcoin starts coming back to it at $4,000 range. And Aurora Cannabis starts falling. GoPro starts mm-hmm. falling. Ford fell. All the my picks fell. And I'm just like, ah, oh, I was down like way down. Way down. I barely started to peak back up in Robinhood just before the pandemic. I started coming back to that profit range I had before and about 5%. So then, because by then I'd add more and then I decided, well, I'm buying the dip. So I I threw in a few more hundred bucks. Once I hit about, once I hit a thousand dollars principal in Robinhood, I just left it at that. And all I'm trying to do is now flip it over and over and grow it like that. And I'm up 150% Mm -hmm. at this point. Hey, 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 that's awesome. That ain't bad, yeah. Yeah. Big portion of that is uh, Bitcoin, but that's not the best performing thing that I got while I was doing it. And uh, also in the meantime, I've opened an IRA and I think the thing is I'm just doing CD there and I'm I'm like, I got as much as I like credit unions, it's not worth it for me. I I think I'm going to have to get like a Fidelity or something and do an IRA, a second IRA brokerage. So I I have an IRA through uh, Ameritrade. Yeah, I... Yeah, I've got a Roth with them. Okay. And an IRA that I've rolled over from a different company. It's really easy to set up and and they got an app that works yep. uh pretty pretty darn good. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that brokerage IRA and do all my long positions there and then just use Robinhood to just flip flip money, make money. So, I'm interested to hear what are your current long positions? Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, as I, as I mentioned, I, I missed, I lost Ford, which is supposed to be, I, I'm just a Ford fan. So also I think that they are going to challenge um, Tesla quite a lot in the electric car space is, along with Volkswagen. So Volkswagen is one uh-huh. of my longs. And that's also because they're investing in QuantumScape. QuantumScape is one of my longs, but I did well just yep. flipping that around at first. I got it as Kensington Capital for 28 bucks. And because I didn't understand the nature of the corporate merger they were doing, I I thought I was just going to get Kensington Capital to have like news about QuantumScape in my feed. But then suddenly Kensington was QuantumScape. And then I started shooting up. <laughs> it was crazy. I've never, I didn't understand how that worked. And I, 
I still don't really. Then I, so I sold it when it peaked there, like 48 bucks. And then I bought two shares when it bottomed out around 30 bucks. And then I, uh, I sold it again when it peaked. And now I'm, tr- I've been digging into it, uh, which is a term I, I use. I don't know if anybody else uses it. I, I just keep buying as it falls. But fractions. Yeah, right. And cost average. Turn to dollar cost average is what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to lower the average. And if it's kind of going up and yep. down and below, then I'll just keep selling it and buying more, selling it, buying more. And then it'll screw up your actual average that it tells you. So I think you got to be careful if you're, you might actually lose money if you sell at the average cost. So you got to wait till it's well above. It, it's a, it's a risky, weird way to do it. The reason for that is because it's gonna when you sell your shares, you can select like which shares you're actually selling. Uh, selling the default's gonna be first in, first out. Right. So the price for the first shares you paid is what's gonna be showing on that first transaction, but it'll lower the rest of your holdings cost average. Uh, you can also change that to select like last in, first out. Uh, if you wanted to sell, you know, the cheaper shares first and actually show a profit on those and keep the more expensive ones in your holdings still. Yeah. That, that, that's one of the main reasons why I keep a trade log now, though, is that I can kind of keep track of that myself uh, rather than trying to go back through and look through the order history or the gains keeper, because sometimes those can get pretty confusing. Yeah, if you do a whole lot of that, I think it will, you will lose track. So I, I try not to do too much of it, but it's been a big part of my strategy, especially as GoPro and Aurora were just, just constantly depreciating and riding volatility. It was the only way I could make use of those, <laughs> those positions. <laughs> So uh, uh, you've got Aurora. You say you lost Ford due to a stop loss. I okay. So my as I, we were talking in Tucson when I was visiting, I was predicting January yeah. to be just total anarchy. Not anarchy. No, I like anarchy. It, no, more like uh, <laughs> to me conspiratorial, uh, <laughs> controlled chaos. And yeah. we got it, but it didn't destroy the market, which was I thought what was supposed to happen. <laughs> oh yeah, that was so bizarre. People storming the Capitol building, and the market's still going. Uh, it's just a wednesday (laughs) calm down i I guess the market knows how to trust the plan i guess uh that's a little cute on joke um (laughs) so i thought this was going to be hell so now my new my new so i basically set all my stop losses and and uh, you know fortunately i could have made more money um james altucher is one of the people i listen to he says don't mess with stop loss i mean Really? He what? says, don't even mess with stop loss. He said, you game it every way, you, you will make more money without doing stop loss. And I, I, I kind of agree. I think maybe it takes him advanced. He's a really brilliant dude. So I kind of would trust him without stop loss. But me, I think I was overzealous. I, I put, you know, Ford went down to 850. That was the trigger. I And it went right back up to 11. And I was one of the bulls going, it's going to be 11. And I missed it. And it broke my heart. <laughs> No. Oh, so um, so your stop loss was literally at its low point at the beginning of January, like right after we had y- seen each other. Yeah, it was the precise. Oh shit! Low point. Yeah, because it's yeah. I've done that a couple <laughs> times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kyle really Stinks. knows how to sell at the bottom. Yeah. Um, so in the beginning with Robin Hood, oh, I was doing a lot of like one to five dollar stocks. And that was like yeah. uh, one to ten dollars stocks, and that was which is I still what I do, but I am getting now to where I can actually buy a hundred dollars stock. Woo, you know. Um, but <laughs> you know, so p- some of that was fuel cell, fuel cell, and plug. I'm a hydrogen guy. Oh, yeah. I was one of these dopes who built these little hydrogen f- fuel cells in around 2009. They were all over YouTube how to build a little hydrogen yeah. fuel cell for your car. I was one of these people, <laughs> so <laughs> I was excited to be able to buy some hydrogen stocks for like two bucks. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. And I sold those 
happily for a hundred percent. Yeah. But I think I would have done like two thousand percent on on plug yes. when I was plugs at sixty five seventy right now. Uh, fuel cells at eighteen. Dude, I was sold it at four bucks. I think is what I sold it at. <laughs> happily sold it at four. Now it's at sixty something. Wow. So that's why the have on double principle is now my new mantra. You gotta have and have. You gotta have it and and sell it. So if you want to hold ten shares in the long run, buy twenty. That's it. Okay. And you can happily yeah. take that 100% and then let it ride. Right. It pays for itself. I think that Dan and I had talked about that. Mm-hmm. We, we, we talked about that in the past where, like, now I don't sell all my positions out, uh, especially when we're doing options because of that reason. Like, I watch it, you know, triple the next day and then I'm kicking myself. But if I keep, you know, half my position or a third of it or whatever, at least I still feel like I got some skin in the game and I don't feel so bad when a third of it still makes some money that I'm still happy. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You can't hold everything. And, I, and, you know, at the beginning, that was my margins right. were, were really tiny. Like, I was dealing with five bucks. So, like, I need five bucks so I can buy three shares of this or whatever. Like, it was just constantly to a razor's edge of what I had. And now I have a lot more headroom. But that's because I was predicting. I let my stop losses go. And I, and I took some good gains on things like Marathon Patent Group in the blockchain space. Um, blockchain stocks were really good picks. Um, I was pretty on the money. I, I thought there was going to be a bigger thing for satellite internet this year. I thought there was, uh, I was definitely right to get into clean energy, which is just because I, I try not to invest in anything I don't believe in. And so if I'm not going to buy a yeah, bunch of oil, yeah. I'm not going to buy a bunch of social media stocks. I use social media, but I think it's uh, like garbage. So I don't want to, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I don't, I don't use Amazon. So I'm not going to buy as I'm on uh, Amazon stock, you know, like I, like and subscribe, guys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're, we all have to yeah, use it, man. Yeah, I'm trash. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. garbage, but it's it's where we live. <laughs> <laughs> it's our garbage. That's the best case I've heard for Twitter. It's, uh, it's garbage, <laughs> but it's where we live. But we need it. That should be the next president's friggin' make this garbage great again. His slogan, it's garbage, but it's where we live. That's our next campaign. Our next president is make this garbage great again, which would be a climate change message. You got to oh, pull God. that out of the ocean. But so clean energy is something I you know believe in, and I, I invested in that. I bought some stuff, and it, it, that w- worked out well. Um, so I've had a lot of really good picks, but I haven't held as long as I should have. QuantumScape is, I think, going to be like Virgin Galactic. I think it's going to be stuck in this range for a while. Um, mm. so it's you know a good really? time to buy it but it's going to be a hold position I think yeah well, I think Virgin Galactic is going to spike as soon as they announce their next test flight they have they yeah. have to have a successful flight that last yeah time. it'll go up to 100 bucks I bet yes when that's going to happen who I knows know. but I'm holding some just waiting for it so I've already I think that was one of my stop losses I I might grab I'm kind of I'm still I don't know Some I guess if we are not going to have a big stock crash this month which it looks like we aren't they're going to print and do another uh, stimulus, and then I think we're going to have two more years of bullishness, but then I, we're going to have a big fat correction. It does, this stock market doesn't make any sense. Do you think it makes any sense? No. no. Uh, it's, yeah, no, yeah, not, yeah. Not at all. Yeah, look at Tesla's overvaluation, and it's still going up. It's just bonkers. Yeah, that was one of my picks I, I missed out on. So what scares me about when the next correction happens is what if we're going to lose so many of these retail investors that you know, took the interest during the uh, uh, pandemic. Like if we watch that, if they watch their accounts drop by 25% overnight, are they going to be back when it's coming back up? I, I don't really know. I One thing we can predict with retail investors like us is that although I don't, I, I follow the Warren Buffett rule, I don't sell at a loss, but most retail investors sell at a loss. 
And I, I just refused mm-hmm. to do that. It's kind of a, I'll, I'll let that ride. And boy, did I, I live a long time with Aurora and GoPro. And now they're doing great compared to where I, my positions were. But anyway, they will drive it, that bottom. They'll drive that bottom right down real quick. That, I think that's what mm-hmm. we do us retailers i i'm gonna say that they'll stick around because like like i said er- earlier this has become my gambling fix that's a lifelong love that you have and you might hate that you love it but you're you're a gambler <laughs> you're not uh, <laughs> yeah and i think so many people have have because because the pandemic had them sitting at home and they all had access to so many different apps Coinbase, Robinhood, Ameritrade, Fidelity, Webull, you know, and you can just hop on and start trading. Uh, and it is fun when you win. There's the same excitement, that big payoff of like, oh, I did so good. Uh, I've never let losses, though I've 20 times in my life I said, I'm never gambling again. I'm never buying options again. Uh, you know, I always come back to it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I gotta, <laughs> gotta, gotta buy those calls, man. I need me some calls. Well, you have a show to do you, that you with. Know, so it makes sense. <laughs> you make a good point too, Dan. You make a good point about the wins. Uh, that that'll be what brings everyone back is remembering the good times of this. You know, last nine months that we've been stuck in the middle of. Yeah, yeah. And and I, for one, when the correction comes, am going to be trying to look for that bottom. And I'm going to be looking around my house, being like, "What can I pawn so I can throw that cash in the market?" Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Right. Uh, you yeah. know, when Tesla deflates and Tesla will deflate. And now that it's part of so many ETFs and it's part of the S&P, when it deflates, it's going to hurt everybody. But you know what? I'm going to be looking to buy some shares because I don't think it's the company's going to go away. Yeah. God, that's hard to predict because their batteries are falling behind from QuantumScape's batteries. And then there's rumors of even better batteries out there than that. The solid yeah, state. Neo Day. The mm-hmm. Chinese company Neo just released a, a, a press thing where they're they say their new car is going to have a over a 600 mile range on one charge the there's some fine print to that though dan if you read the press word uh, statements wording really carefully it doesn't sound like neo owns that battery it sounds like it might be one of their partners ah so all these other evs might actually have access to that technology too okay okay Huh. Well, if they do, whoever does have, I think it's more about like these electric automakers that are spiking and have these absurd valuations yet have never produced a car. Uh, I think that they're just going to be bought out. I think that's the game here. Like it's the Silicon Valley style right. um, startups. They just, they just want to be bought by Ford or Volkswagen, whoever uh, can, needs to enter the space and get some spe- you know, special patents. And then as all these valuations are so high, people are going to start using that as capital basically to make to, to finance some of these mergers right and that's why we're seeing so many of these all stock transactions like with amd acquiring zillinks um what, a, what was the latest one we just saw uh salesforce with uh slack mm-hmm. the great consolidation this is the er- era of consolidation we're right. watching more and more of these kinds of things happen the mega corporation so you got involved in trading bitcoin recently or so when you say when it was back at three thousand. I haven't followed Bitcoin, so I don't know how long ago that was. Uh, let's see. So that was twenty, the beginning of 2019, spring 2019. Wow. So that was after the really big fall when it fell 85 or 80%. Yeah. Because it was over like 12, it's uh, 12,000 at some point there, wasn't it? I, I think this, it's kind of, it was still sort of the, the post 2017 high era where it dropped mm-hmm. from 20 to 10 to 5 and kind of hung around 4 for years 
uh, and then started coming back up with the having the having event which occurred this year no that was last year it happened last year yeah but the price doesn't so bitcoin for its um supply stabilization it halves the miners receive half as many bitcoins per block that they mine uh right Mm. and therefore the price doubles or or more that's why they believe the the peak now is going to be the 100 to 200 down thousand range and then it'll slip back probably to the 50 range or something like that and hang around there and then come back to a million in a few years that's what they're talking. Does the price of Bitcoin, uh, does it jump whenever those having events happen or is it? Yeah, absolutely. Is it like a, a share split where you just now suddenly have more of a less valuable? Yeah. No, no, it's, it becomes, it becomes where they're getting quite a li- bit more money f- for their Bitcoin, the miners. So they're, they're doing great, but mm-hmm. it's amazingly hard, you know, where they're generating the most Bitcoin is where they're literally generating power now because it's, it's so intensive and, and, so there's kind right. of a myth, in my view, that that Bitcoin is the greatest carbon footprint of in the world right now, or something, because actually where they've had to, <laughs> except for, to me, where that happens is really the machinery. They got to produce so many computers to do it, and you got to mine the equipment for that. But really, they're they're building these the mining operations now right at power stations. So if you have a hydroelectric plant, right. you're producing X kilowatts, but you're only feeding the grid fifty percent of X. So you have oh, this really? leftover amount that can actually just be using can now be leased out to a bitcoin miner and i think some utilities are even doing their own bitcoin mining probably oh really yeah but i think that i think it's more common to just license lease out this power directly to somebody right there at the hydroelectric or wherever you know power is being generated but there's always a surplus of power that's just how centralized power production works there's always a surplus so now most of the bitcoins being mined with surplus and renewable energy but it is incredibly intensive yeah i've seen some of those rigs when you say that they're mining for bitcoin on a blockchain what what does what does that mean to the layman to somebody that doesn't understand it like oh if i wanted to get a bitcoin through mining what does that mean well and when i first learned about it um like I knew somebody who was mining and, you know, you could just, if you had an extra computer, you could mine Bitcoin in the beginning. There is a, something now that I could mention called Chia, which is actually enabling somewhat regular people to mine Chia, farm Chia is what they call it. That's not out yet. I would keep an eye on that. Um, I don't know a whole lot about it. So Chia is just a proof of space and they're using hard disk space to farm Chia. So the the blocks are being built out of uh, this similar kind of puzzles through disk space rather than through uh, processing power, uh, and that's about the most, most I can say. I don't know enough about it. Like I'm an idiot. Blockchain to me, it's it's a ledger. It's a ledger. It's a permanent digital ledger. That's to me what it is. If you're, I think a layman can understand that. It's a it's a ledger. Yeah, but. It's an extremely technical, complicated ledger, and that most people won't know how to look at it, but it's it's there, and it's something that's decentralized that everybody can access and see. So that makes it extremely transparent, somewhat private, but you can't really hide your transactions, so it's not the way to do illegal stuff. There's way more illegal activity being done with dollars, so I hate when they dog whistle that to the Fed. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> dollars have got to be the most number one illegal currency used for crime, you know? Yeah. Uh, have, you, have you read any of the stories? about uh, the rumored double spend of a Bitcoin event. Oh, uh, wait, what is that? That just, uh, I think we talked about it in the last episode. Um, I think that was Friday the story came out and that 
set the, the price of Bitcoin dropping again. Uh, they, they're claiming that or they thought they had found an event where one of the, uh, a portion of Bitcoin had been spent twice or showed up in two transactions. Now, the story, from what I understand, was proven wrong, but Bitcoin still fell from that event. Uh, I mean, does that light up your eyes? Does that look like a prime candidate for a rebound now at this point? Or are you waiting for more details to come out? I think that it's clear to me that the whales, somebody, uh, Jameson Lopp, he's a very, um, he's one of the top kind of uh, experts in the field. Um, he, mm -hmm. he put out a great meme. It was a video, but he, basically there was a whale opening its mouth wide and all these fish were just jumping into it. And he said, if you, this is basically what you're doing if you're selling your Bitcoin right now. Oh. <laughs> Uh, so I wouldn't be selling so any Bitcoin right, right now. Right now is what it sounds like. I think it's. I think it's the, <laughs> buying as much yeah, as you I can. I think the thirty thousand is the current bottom. That's my guess, and that pretty soon it's going to shoot up to a hundred, and then it's. That's my guess. But who am I? Mm. Other people saying two hundred. Other people saying it's going <laughs> to die. But I think the people saying that it's going to die are the whales buying it. That's what I think they do. Like Motley Fool tweets. Like these are the pot stocks. No, it's you're coming in late on these. You know what I mean? Like there are all these headlines to get you to buy <laughs> things that are already too late. J James Altucher talks about this. By the time anything even IPOs, it's too late. You can crush an IPO, yeah. but even then it's too late. It's like, no. it's never too late, of course. But the idea is that the people who make the most money are on the ground floor. Yes. Oh, yeah. I've tried to get in on some of those IPOs. It's a lot harder than you think. Yeah, it can go yeah. all kinds of directions. But I, I kind of expect a hot IPO to, to soar like Virgin Galactic did. And I did great with that. And I did great with QuantumScape. But then come way down. And, and pot, most of those IPOs just sank. And so it's probably good. To, you know, I think we're still in a great territory to buy into pot. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The prospects of legalization in this country have never been higher. Dude, we're a, we're yep. an illegal sandwich. Mexico and Canada, <laughs> we're an illegal sandwich. It doesn't make any sense. And then the whole left coast is like, the whole west coast. Did I just call it left coast? Oh my God, yeah. I'm getting to be an alt-right weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still an anarchist, I tell you, but I listen to too many voices now. I just said left coast. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. yeah, but Arizona too. I mean, it doesn't yeah. make sense. We have to we have to legalize here. We got to do it. Oh, and then it'll, the yeah. pot stocks will store. Yeah. I bought uh, Cresco Labs uh, back before they merged with Orhoff. Uh, that was about the peak uh, before they bottomed out. But when they bottomed out, I, I went and bought uh, you know another thousand shares when it was <laughs> really, really low. And it's doing quite well yeah. now. Well, it's, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Bottoms are buying opportunities. That's what I think. Uh, most of the time. I, something's falling like that, like you said. Yeah. Unless there's a specific reason. I've yet to see a company actually fold that I put money into. Oh, I've got a couple of those in my account yeah. right now. Uh, <laughs> an old uranium mining company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their, their losses. There is a stark reminder of why to uh, sometimes not keep buying some things <laughs> without doing any research. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely just buy things without do, doing research. I'm like, I mean, but we're talking small amounts. Yeah. I'm not a real investor. I'm just kind of a money flipper. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if there was more to the Bitcoin stuff. I, I don't know. I think um, that's crucial that people understand that they don't own any Bitcoin if they're buying it on Robinhood. Tell me the difference between buying Bitcoin on Robinhood and buying it on, uh, uh, was it Coinbase? Yeah, Coinbase and other exchanges. 
Um, and then there's there's different levels. Today, it's easier than ever to buy Bitcoin. So when I first learned about it, you had to meet some guy on the street or something. You know, it was <laughs> it was almost impossible. <laughs> you know, uh, and you can still do that. It's called uh, Bitcoin. Or is it called in-person Bitcoin? Or um, no, it's forget what it's called. But it's a it's a site where you actually meet people in person to buy Bitcoin. Uh, so you buy directly. So there's all kinds of ways, but you have to have a wallet and you have to know how to send and receive from your wallet. If you buy on Robinhood or anything, I think PayPal might be like this when they introduce it. It's hard to say. I think PayPal does, yeah. But anywhere where you're buying it from dollars and you sell it for dollars, and that's the only way you can do it then you really have no ability to spend the Bitcoin. And in the long run, if you want to have a, a master plan for all possible financial outcomes, then you're going to need both gold in gold, not gold, gold stocks. You need gold in, in gold. You need to buy some bullion. Like physical gold. And then you got to buy some Bitcoin where it's in a wallet. And I have a, a desktop wallet that I use. I'm not going to try. I think it's good to not tell people what you use. I don't know. You can. I don't know. Some people do. I don't have a lot, so it doesn't even matter. Why make me a target? Um, but I have a desktop <laughs> wallet, and that's on my computer. But even that's all I need are the keys. I can just download the software, put it on a different computer, and still open that wallet. Get what I mean by that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the Bitcoin isn't stored on the laptop, but it's the software enables you to access your wallet, but it's still more private than like a Coinbase where you have to actually uh, present your identity you know, and improve your identity and everything like that. At least with this desktop wallet, I just have it. So eventually, if you need, just need the Bitcoin and you can't rely on a third-party exchange and they've folded or whatever, they don't have any, you know, you've lost your Bitcoin through them, then you need something where it's just permanently yours. And then if you're, the whole internet goes down, well, that's worthless. So then you'll need gold. But <laughs> and maybe gold is worthless. Maybe the only currency will be gasoline and guns. Yeah, bullets. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope these things don't come to pass. No, me too. Yeah, I'd be one of the first to die. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, I intend to invest in in those things anyway. I get some land. Yeah. And guns. <laughs> there you go. Guard your castle. Anything you're really bullish on right now that you didn't cover already? Sides forward, VW, QuantumScape? I think that clean energy is just going to keep going. Uh, it is not, it's not the best time. Everybody's at all time highs in that area. So it's not necessarily the best. Blockchain stocks are probably still going to keep going. Definitely bullish on Bitcoin. Since I was predicting and preparing for a stock market crash, I'm not bullish. I'm recovering that state of mind. <laughs> so I'm just, <laughs> I'm cautiously re-entering what, you know, I, what I sold and, uh, or not what I sold necessarily, but, um, you know, re putting the money back into the market. I'm cautiously getting, so I, I'm, I, that's my state of mind is cautious. And mm -hmm. I feel like I don't know how much higher things are going to go before it stagnates or something. I'm just going to ride it until it stops. And then I'm going to buy a whole shitload more when it does correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just say keep yep. those margins good so you always have something to put back in when those days come. Yep. My personal finances will be what they are this year. I, I think the goal is to never spend that money. That's the only tidbit I'd give to other beginners. Like, based on what I've been able to do in less than two years, if I did that every single year, I will have $3 million starting with $1,000. <laughs> I just have to keep repeating yep. this performance <laughs> every year, which is about 50% a year. And if I. Yeah fail that then i won't get that far with it but as long as i don't dip back into that i don't want to go broke again 
It keeps some investments going. <laughs> going broke to me means you haven't touched the investments yet. That's it. That's my sage advice, I guess. Fifty percent's a pretty lofty expectation. <laughs> yeah, fifty percent a year is really good. It is, but uh, you know, uh, Altucher said he's done. He did seventy percent a year, and I've been doing more like seventy percent a year. So, and and that's failing to keep things like plug i don't, I don't yeah. know if that was beginner's <laughs> right. luck i i think the main thing is to be educated and there's one where my tinfoil hat comes i think sometimes you know it scared me that my conspiratorial thinking kind of scared me into not keeping my money in so i lost out on this this market growth but um mm -hmm. but i think that for the most part it, it edu it's like knowing just a deeper level a deeper layer to the reality of what's going on in your world in this world than what the news says is a good way to get it's the only like leverage you have you don't have inside information we don't have inside information we're always behind and so the only way is to have like some kind of insight i think into the news stories and where things are going so that you can be prepared and get your positions when you see it coming well that's that's why we look at volume a lot um looking for unexplained volume because you know, try to find when the insiders are doing their thing and follow along without knowing what the hell's going on. You know, that's mm -hmm. one of the few edges that we can get. Right. Just the live data, I, which I don't track. Yeah. I'm not good. I don't really have any, an, you know, skill at an analysis or those kinds of tools. I mean, maybe you can share those. I don't know what you do. Um, mostly it's just screeners. Um, if you're using Robinhood, Dan can probably tell you a little bit better about what they have, but TD Ameritrade has some probably some of the better research tools okay and that's free included with it or oh oh yeah yes yeah that comes with it there's no td ameritrade finally got rid of all their fees after robin hood started becoming more popular so i think they have uh i don't remember what the minimum balance is for an account i think it might be as low as a hundred dollars now at this point but yeah all their research tools come with it i i gotta say too the the robin hood level two research stuff that they try and sell you that comes with the ameritrade account like you, you can look and watch in real time the bid ask spreads uh, as as they're happening. Uh, you can you can see where you know. Oh yeah, if somebody's bidding for a thousand lots of the shares at this price, but they're asking for six thousand. They want to sell six thousand at this price anyway. Yeah, Ameritrade also has the best news. Yeah, I would like to know that stuff. Yeah, I need to know that stuff. But I but I think Robinhood eventually will have to make that free if everybody else is. You would think so. Uh, thanks for joining <laughs> us, Sean. Uh, it's been great having you. Uh, great yeah. talking yeah, to you. Uh, we'll have to catch up once your bullish mentality is fully returned and you, you got a big list of hot stocks for us. We'll have you back on. All right. Well, you know, I could also be the resident bear or something, but I'm pretty bullish, man. I try to, I try to go, uh, try too. to get in. But I guess bullish means you hold for a while. I don't hold too much for a while, but, but yeah, I, I like to, I like to wreck things too. Well, you gotta jump into our, you gotta jump into our Discord. We spend a lot of time on there now, just sharing news stories yeah. and stocks and things that catch our eyes yeah i've been thinking about getting on discord so you, you'll probably see me there <laughs> all right uh yeah i'll send you i'll send you the link to it it's uh it's actually really awesome it's like uh facebook was when it first started where it was just like a wall of chat with you and your friends and and uh yeah so they're sticking to that yeah that's really what we want that's really what social media is yep right good stuff yeah exactly all right Great episode, folks. Thanks for sticking around and listening. Uh, we love it when you join us here in the China shop. 
As always, like, listen, follow, tell your friends, your enemies, your pets, your neighbors. Uh, but don't tell that creepy guy down the street. We don't want him listening to us. Have you talked to that guy? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you talked to that guy? Have you talked to him? And, uh, <laughs> and we'll, we'll, we'll catch you on the next episode. Happy trades, everybody. Peace. <laughs> Bye, folks. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.